With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hello and welcome to another episode of Eagle Eyed View. I'm Scott Trotter and today I'm joined by Crystal Palace reporter Rob Warlow. Hi Rob. Hi Scott. And Mark Ritson, our digital club writer. Hello. Um, so a week off for Palace last week uh, while the FA Cup was on, but nevertheless they still have a lot of injuries. Uh, Rob, do you want to give us a bit of an insight into that? Yeah, I mean, they, the last game they had obviously was at Everton, they were missing 10 first team players um, for that one. Um, could, I think it's fair to call it an injury crisis. Um, they obviously having a few couple of weeks now to work on uh, trying to get some of those players back. Um, we're expecting Mamadou Sacco and Martin Kelly hopefully will be fit to face Tottenham on Sunday. Uh, obviously the game's been moved from Monday night, it was originally due to be Monday, so they've now had one day fewer, one day less to, to actually get ready for it. Um, but I don't think that would have affected the, affected the preparations too much. You know, they, they they knew they had a two week break. They were given a bit of time off by Roy Hodgson um, after the Everton game. He said that they were going to have two or three days off to recharge the batteries um, back in training last week, and then they were given the weekend off as well. The players, so they've you know hopefully had a bit of time to sort of rest, recuperate, and get ready for the the remaining eleven games really because they've. Obviously, got a tough run coming, but they've um, they've got eleven games now to the end of the season. Hopefully, the, these players will start getting back. Um, those that you know are likely to come back before the end of the season, um, hopefully, will come back sooner rather than later. I think, like I say, Mamadou Sakho and Martin Kelly are probably the only two that that might have a chance this weekend. Um, like Jeffrey Schlup, Wilfred Zaha, they're going to be a little bit further away. Um, still, no update on Ruben Loftus Cheek. He's he's still not in the picture at the moment. He's at, at Chelsea, back with them. Uh, and obviously we've got the, the long-term ones of um, Scott Dan, Jason Punch and Bakary Sacco, Connor Wickham, um, Julian Speroni, hopefully a, a few more weeks with his knee injury. But yeah, I think Sacco and Kelly certainly for this week. And some rumours swelling around today, Mark, that Wayne Hennessy might not be available after training. Yeah, and no, I've seen a few rumours today and um, I don't know how true they are. It looks like that, well, according to sources that... Um, it's not true. He's he's fine, and uh, I guess we'll find out more from Roy uh, this week. It is is pretty much press conference. But obviously, I wasn't at Everton. Um, I was not there. Obviously, Rob was there uh, last week. And as you say, I think I think this this two week break, if you like, I think would have done them a world of good just because of you know the whole furore around this injury crisis at Palace. And you know, as you said, Kelly and Saka will come back. That's a big boost in defence. And um, I understand it was a good debut for Sorloth as well mm-hmm. up front. So uh, he'll be looking to make you know his home debut, yeah. Um, and uh, and I'm looking forward to seeing him in action. 
So yeah, I, I think he'll play again this weekend. You know, I, I don't see them making too many changes. To be honest, the, the, the personnel they've got available suggests they can't really. Mm-hmm. Um, I think yeah, you, you probably would see Sacco come back in you know, if he's fit. Um, if if it's not him, then maybe Kelly. But I, I would have thought Sacco would be the preferred choice at, at centre back with James Tompkins. Um, Van Arnold will continue at left back, and then it's just a decision over whether Joel Ward or Tim Fossey Mensah play at right back. I think. Other than that, I would expect it to be much the same sort of team that, that took to the field at Everton. They, they didn't do a lot wrong in the first half. You know, they were they were, they contained Everton. They didn't. They weren't particularly expansive going forward, but they at least had you know a, a bit of a threat with Sorlot and and Benteke. Obviously, Andros Townsend providing sort of width and the crosses. I think you see much the same, you know, without Wilfred Zaha, they are a bit limited in what they can do. Um, but I think Sorlot definitely showed a bit of promise in that debut and, and hopefully, you know, give him a bit more, a few more chances, a bit of a run in the team, he, he might have an impact. Do you think we'll see uh, Rakip and Yak involved in this match they squad this week? Uh, I think Rakip will probably be on the bench again. He was, yeah. on, he was on the bench at Everton. Um, that wouldn't surprise me. They both obviously played for the under-23s this week against uh, Queen's Park Rangers. It was a 3-0 win on, on Monday, so a good result there. I, I still think that they're going to be a little bit further away from the first team at the moment. You know, I mean, obviously with, with Yak, it will be a case of if Sacco and Kelly are there. I think they're quite well served in defence, aren't yeah, they? Yeah, they'll, they'll yeah. be ahead of him. You know, I think Roy has sort of hinted at that at the moment that he's more of a sort of a longer term, you know, signing and mm. not necessarily making an impact right away, right now. I think with with Rakip, it, it you know he's probably one injury away from from playing, isn't he? Because at the moment they are. He's not in the first preferred choice in the midfield. Well, the bench at Everton, Rob, looked on paper, didn't look the strongest, did it? No. In I terms mean, of options to come on and change the game or. No, I, I think it's been pretty telling that, that Roy hasn't made any substitution. You know, he didn't make a substitution mm. at Everton. He's made, I think it's three in the last five, six games. You know, he's not made many. And I think that, that just shows that there's not that depth on the bench, you know, and, and strength in, in, on the bench because you've got the likes of Chung Yong Lee, but. He's not playing, you know. He's he's on the bench and he's not getting any game time. So I I think they, it might be a case of if if there are any more injuries, then they're going to have to play. Well, they've them. got no choice. Haven't they haven't got choice. Yeah. But at the moment, well, you know, you likes of James MacArthur, Johan Gabay, Luka Milivojevic are still fit. I, I still think we'll see Rakip on the bench. I don't, yeah. I don't see him playing. Yeah, you know, he might he might have to come on for. 15-20 minutes here for one of those three if they yeah, do yeah exactly. but, but I don't think he's going to be starting games at the moment yeah, and Hodgson's obviously spoken about wanting more depth in the squad since he joined in September is it a surprise with Julian Sproni's injury there's still not a new goalkeeper on the horizon even though there's not many perhaps about as freeze yeah I mean I still think it's a priority for them to try and get one in I mean you'd have thought that a two week break this was the prime opportunity to do so um, my understanding is that they are you know actively trying to get someone in but whether they, you know, can agree a deal and, and get somebody over the line, then there's not many options out there. No, there's not. There's I not. know uh, the the Brazilian goal, Cavalieri, has been linked strongly linked as on paper he's the only one with 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 a lot of experience. Yeah, he is. I mean, when you know, we did a story last week of who was sort of the options, and there weren't many. I mean, Ross Turnbull was one. Remember of them. him at Chelsea? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Middlesbrough. You know, and Cavalieri was probably the only other sort of. Say stand out, I wouldn't call it. You know, he's probably not going to come in and be first choice if he comes in. Ten years ago in the Premier League, yeah, he's like thirty-five now, isn't he? Yeah, so so I I think you know there aren't many options that you would look at and say, well, they'll be long-term. You know, I think it would be just a short-term deal at the end of the season now. 
um, you know, eleven games, it's it's providing that cover which they are lacking with Spironi still out. I mean, you know, we think another four weeks for Julian probably. Yeah, no, I mean, again this week just uh, seen just a couple of things on social media about Spironi and you know. <laughs> Guessing that this might be the end of Julius Baroni in a Crystal Palace shirt. Well, I think that's a load of rubbish. To be honest, he won't be. Um, he definitely play for Palace again. You know, having spoken to him, um, it's 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 not. Yeah, he's in a knee brace, and it's it's for the next three to four weeks. But uh, he'll he'll play. He'll play again. It's 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 just a, a knee injury for a month, and um, yeah, he'll be he'll be back training by the end of the season. Like, you know, at the moment, you would probably like to see, you know, unless they announce something between now and Sunday, or what, it would have to be Friday, wouldn't it? I think we're going to see Dion Henry on the bench again. You know, he's going to be involved in the squad. So that's you know where Palace are at with with the goalkeeper situation. You know, they they need, yeah, if they're going to bring someone in, it's going to have to be soon because otherwise, you know, they're running out of time to do it, aren't they? And there's only going to be you know after this week, there's only ten games left. All right, they're still with with Spironi out. They are one injury away from mm. being, you know, a crisis in goal because they haven't got a senior goalkeeper the, left behind. The, the Ruben Loftus Cheek um, angle as well, Scott. You, you know, you said as well that Roy seems to be in the dark. Well, he was two weeks ago when we asked him at, at his last press conference. It, it's Chelsea, obviously his club, that are you know they're the ones, you know, pressing the buttons and basically calling the, the shots really and and. Uh, I think hopefully we'll get another update or you know a fresh update from Roy that he does know something about um, Ruben's um, state because obviously initially a month ago we thought it was just going to be rest and a bit of you know rehab here and there that he didn't need surgery but it'll be interesting to find out um, if that's not the case now if if he is ruled out maybe to April if he does need need surgery so. And then we've got rumours about Wilfred Zaha potentially leaving once again, as every week seems to bring. The 967th time Wilf has been linked away. There's always someone that, that keeps being linked away or keep being linked in. I mean, Kuma Babakar seems to be the name. Always yeah, but always comes, comes to yeah. Palace. But, yeah. but uh, Wilf to Tottenham seems to be the latest three one, or four it? times now, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's been in gone before, hasn't it? I mean, let's be honest, it's not surprised that clubs would be interested in him I mean mm. he's one of the best players outside of the top six isn't he that's, that's there for everyone to see I mean when he's played this season you know particularly when he came back from the injury at the first you know first few weeks of the season when he came back he was brilliant you know he inspired Palace for a few weeks and got them you know moving in the right direction I mean he is he is the talisman at the club Well without him last week Rob when you were at Everton honestly like not because a lot of people said you know one man team talisman but Without Zaha in the team, mm-hmm. I know obviously at the start of the season, but it's been a while since then. But at Everton, what did, did Palace have any mystery, any creativity? It wasn't did they it. look they lack that bit of zest? Yeah, they did a little bit. I mean, I, I said that you know afterwards. I thought that they just lacked something, a spark, you know, going forward. I mean, they, they still had they created chances. It's mm. not like they had no chances in the game at all. You know, Townsend putting a couple of good crosses, Kabai putting a couple of crosses. Benteke had a couple of really good chances with his head, and Sulat had a good header as well from a Van Arnholt cross. So, you know, they did get balls into the box, but you did just sort of, you felt that they were lacking something, you know, whether it was with, with Zaha, you obviously have someone who's got the ability to take some a player on and, and go past them, you know, and, and create that bit of magic. They just lacked that, I think, mm. on the day. I wouldn't say it's, you know, it wasn't a lost cause for them, and you thought they've got no hope of scoring a goal here, but 
at the same time you did think well one once they went two nil two or three nil down they're not getting back into this I think the whole the whole Tottenham thing you know being linked again I mean I've said it today in the office that I think we all agree that Spurs don't need him mm. I, I honestly do not think they need him you look at the way Spurs play they don't play with wingers anymore no. they play with a narrow front three you've got Kane at the top of it and you've got Ali and Eriksen in behind him in a, in a very narrow front attacking line and and Unless, you know, Pochettino's thinking of a plan B. Well, I'm sorry, Wilf's not a plan B player. He starts every game. Um, and, and again, that, that's why it doesn't make sense to me. Spurs, you know, and they bought Lucas Moura. Spurs bought Moura. They've got Son as well as other, you know, out and out. And Lamella. And, and they've got Lamella as well. Do they need him? I don't think they do at no. all. No, I mean, it, it, yeah, there, there's obviously interest because they've, they've bid before. You know, they've, they've obviously... They've identified him as someone they want. For. And Wilf was interested, remember? Yeah, he was interested in the move. It was beginning in of last season, wasn't it? Wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. And you know there was a bit of, I suppose, distraction, wasn't it, at yeah. the time? You know, I mean, I remember Alan Pardew talking about it at the time. You know, the the interest and the bid, as it was. You know, Steve Parrish called it ridiculous. The bid at the time from from Spurs, and you know, it never happened. And to be fair to Wilf, you know, he knuckled down and he was brilliant mm. last season. You know, he didn't let it affect him like that, but. I mean, obviously, the, there is going to be talk about him because, like, like I say, he is one of the the best players in the, in the league, outside of the top six clubs, you know. And, and it's understandable that these top clubs will be looking at him. But I I think with with Wilf, it's one of those situations where he thrives in the being sort of almost the big fish, you know, big, big fish in a big small pond. Yeah. pond, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He he, he don't know every craves the attention, but he he a lot, you know, he enjoys the sort of. The adoration of the fans, you know, he, and it works for him at Palace. You know, it, it worked before he went to United. Obviously, went there, it didn't work mm. out for him there. But he came back, and you know, the last couple of seasons he's been brilliant for them. You know, and, and I just think sometimes it just works in a certain place for someone. You know, and I think with Wilf, that's what we're seeing at Palace. He's, I'm not saying it can't work for him elsewhere, but you do wonder if. You know, everything just fits for him. It's the right place for him at Palace. Because he's loved at Palace. He's loved he? at Palace, yeah. you know, yeah, and then. he is the main man. You know, everyone knows that people, Palace do look to him. You know, I mean, it, I know Roy said it's, it's unfair to call him a one-man team. Mm. And yes, that's true. It's, you know, it's not all about Wilfred Zaha, but it is noticeable when he's not in the side. You know, the difference that it makes when he comes back. Like that, that game against Chelsea when, you know, Palace picked up the first points of the season. It was, there was such a feel-good factor around Salas Park because Wilfred Zaha was in the team and possibly as well because Julian Speroni was in, in goal that day I just think it gave the place such a lift for going into that game and that's what Wilfred Zaha has you know and I'm, I wonder if he, if he was to go to a bigger club whether he, he could get lost again you yeah. know because I think that's what happened at Man United and if he's not going to be as Mark said the plan A you know and playing every week I'm not sure that will suit. No, that would be suit. Go, yeah. Going and being a bit part player. He loves Palace player. as well. He it's does, not yeah, just a little one way thing. He loves Palace as well. You know, we, you know, we spoke to him a few weeks uh, or a couple of months ago, and you know, I think I asked him about does it feel like does it feel like you're on a personal mission to save Palace? And he was like, instantly, yeah, I feel like I am. Hmm. I will do my if I have to carry the club myself, I will do it. I'll hmm. do all I can to to make sure we don't get relegated. So it, it, it means a, a hell of a lot to him, um, the club. I, I mean, he said before, hasn't he? He feels he's in the right place. You know, yeah, of course. Steve Parrish, is, they're all you know, they're all sort of seen from the same hymn sheet in that respect. Yeah. Because Roy Hodgson has you know said that how how important a player he mm. is. Steve Parrish has said you know 
going into the January window, there's no way we can consider selling him. You know, I mean, certainly in the position that Palace are in, that's true. They in January there was no way they could because if they did, a it would have, the fans would have potentially turned against the club. You know, the, the possible sale of him, and and also I think it would have just deflated everyone because they would have just thought, well, you know, if we're selling our best player, then are we resigned to relegation? And I, I can understand that viewpoint. I think the summer will be a different matter. Obviously, it depends on which, which league Palace are in. You know, if they go down, and I think you're probably going to have to be realistic about it and say, well, mm. well Zaha is a better player than the Championship. He, yeah. he deserves to be in the Premier League. So if someone comes in with an offer for him and Palace are relegated, I do expect them to go. Yeah. If Palace are in the Premier League, I don't think they, they no. do. You know, there's no need I mean, for him to go. The other thing as well is, I mean, I know we said, obviously, looking at the way Spurs play for example they don't play without an out wingers I mean Spurs have been one of the best entertaining sides this season mm. you know, City, Liverpool and Tottenham I would say most entertaining sides going yeah. forward I mean if, if we're going to go with that that would suit him but on formation no you know I, I mean I, I, I said I've written a piece today that's gone online I said exactly that Tottenham to me doesn't make sense but if you were looking at it Chelsea and Man City yeah you probably could say you could fit into their system a bit better but you know whether because they play with a front three, but a wide front yeah, three, don't they? Exactly. Yeah, you know you, you look at the likes of Sane and Sterling and Liverpool Bernardo as well. Silva. Yeah, of you course. Know, th- those sort of clubs, yes, you could see it how, how he would fit into it. But at the same time, the competition for places is great in those positions at those exactly. clubs. So mm-hmm. you know, would he go and fit straight into the team? Possibly not. You know, I mean, at, at Paris, yes, if he's fit, he's playing. If it, if it, if he was at City or Liverpool or Chelsea. I'm not sure he is playing every week. You know, as good as he is as a player, mm. I still think this, the the quality that they've got in their squads. He probably he's not going to be playing every game. You know, he'll be played in certain competitions. Perhaps you know, he might it might be that he plays in the Premier League, and not in Europe. Or you know, those clubs have rotation all the time. Massively, and yeah. and I think that with <coughs> Wilf, yes, he could. I, I have no doubts if he was to go to one of those clubs, he could do well. Yeah, he could, but he wouldn't be. But I'm not sure he, he wouldn't be the main man at that. He club. would be the main man, no way. Yep. So we obviously speaking about Tottenham, they're one of the most entertaining sides in the league. What can Palace do to stop them then? Well, as I said, they, they play with a, a narrow front three. So I mean, I mean, Harry Kane's just been phenomenal. <laughs> Absolutely, just fantastic once again. You know. They're going to have to hope Sacco's back you know, with, with, with Kelly. Um, they've got, just got to keep him quiet. They've just got to you know, man-mark him. But obviously, Ali and Eriksen are so creative that for me, it's a big, big job in the middle part for, for Luca. Yeah. Um, you know, marking those two, um, making sure balls are not threaded through, um, through, the, cent- through the centre areas. Um, just... Spurs seem very defensively sound. You know, yeah. uh, Davinson Sanchez at the back has been a bit of a revelation for them. He's been decent, um, but but it's just going forward. It, it, you know, Lucas Moura, he, he impressed, didn't he? Yeah, I don't, um, I don't know if he'll start in the Premier League. I, I, I'm not sure. Uh, he might he might be come off the bench. I think at the weekend. I don't I don't think he'll start. I, I, I'd be surprised. But you know, as you said, they've got that ability in the, the middle of the party. You know, the likes of Christian Eriksen. He can thread a pass. His creativity is brilliant. You know, he's and he's a dangerous set pieces. So you know, they've got to watch out for that. But also, it's not just that. You look at the pace they've got coming from the fullbacks. You know, the likes of Ben Davis and 
Um, Davis and Trippier, Trippier you know, they've got, yeah. they've got good pace coming down the wing from them. So, you know, and even if even if they don't play, they've got Danny Rose and Serge Aurier. You know, they've got people who can get forward from the back, and I think they are just a you know well organised side that they play to their strengths, don't they? They play to Harry Kane's strengths. It might know. be a case that we don't see the likes of Fossi Mensah and Van Aanholt getting forward that much this weekend. Possibly not. I mean, but then also you could say that. You know, if, if those players, Davis and Trippier, whoever it is playing at right, you know, at fullback for, for Tottenham, if they are bombing forward, mm. then they do potentially leave space behind. Of them. course, so, yeah. You know, there there is that potential to exploit that for for Palace. Obviously, it's you know, I, I would imagine that Tottenham would probably dominate possession. I think that's probably fair to say that. You know, they they are one of the top sides in the league. They they're that for a reason because they do well with the ball. We do well without it and. I think, yeah, Palace have obviously got to try and keep Harry Kane quiet. They've done that reasonably well in the past. He hasn't got a great scoring record against Palace. Um, but he is a threat, you know. I mean, he's a threat. He scores different types of goals, doesn't he? He's good with his head, he's good with his feet. You know, and he's he, a big you know, big game player now. He's not just scoring against the lesser clubs, shall we say. He is no. performing you know, against the big clubs on the bigger stages. And the thing is with Tottenham, so, it's, it's not just, as you said, it's not just Harry Kane though, you know, they've got other threats, haven't they? They've got, got Son as well, Son. completely forgot about yeah. Son. Yeah. Son. I mean, I've, I've been I going mean, about this narrow front three, but you can obviously play, you know, Son, Ali and Eriksen behind Kane as well, with two holding midfielders. Well, I mean, so. he was the match winner when they played at Wembley, wasn't he? Yeah, exactly. Goal. I mean, you know, Palace played well that day, let's not forget that, you know, then it was a man of the match performance from Gazaniga and Golf for Tottenham, that, mm. you know, helped them to win 1-0. So, it, Palace could get something out of this game, I'm sure of that, but they've got to play well and they've got to keep Tottenham's main men quiet. Yeah, and so how important does the likes of Andres Townsend become this? Obviously, going back to his former side, mm-hmm. he's a big part of the creativity when Zahar's not there. He's not perhaps going to have many chances, Like, so what can he bring this weekend? Well, that's that when you just touched upon about the, the you know, Andros is probably going to be on, what, on the right, cutting in onto his yeah, left. So, so, so Ben Davis yeah. is getting forward. Then you know he needs to exploit that and get for and but but Benteke we know he thrives on service he only can deliver on service mm. yeah I mean Andrew Townsend's got to get balls into the box for, for Benteke yeah you know? I mean he's got that ability you know he's he's produced a few assists already this season Andros and maybe you know it's the sort of game where he might you know step up and against his old side you know does he feel like he has a point to prove I don't know I mean, he. he he probably will, you know, be up for this one as much as any other, if not more, you know. And I, and I mm. think he's got that ability within him. I, the the one thing perhaps you'd say about Andrew Townsend is he he hasn't scored as many goals as you might have thought mm. for Palace. I think he's, he's created a few got you know created a few with assists, but he's only got one this season. I can't remember exactly how many he got last year, but it wasn't many. He had a bit of a reputation before of, of scoring. Yeah, quite long Newcastle, range, didn't he? Yeah, exactly. For Newcastle, even Spurs, Spurs England, yeah. you know, he got a, you know he got three had, goals for England. He had a go from from. Quite and a long range out. So. I just, yeah, he hasn't quite for me. He hasn't scored as many as I would have expected him or hoped him to do so at, at Palace. But you know, there's still time. He's that's not saying he's not played well at all. Do you know? think he has stepped up though when Wilf's been injured before? Uh, I mean, uh, you know, no one did really when at the start of the season, did they? I no. mean, you know, Palace were in a bad run of form then. I think you probably you've got to judge it on the next few games because. This is when Palace need the points, you know. I mean, they obviously need points at every stage of the season, but when you look at where they were at the start of the, the campaign and where they are now, it's poles apart, you know. I mean, the, at the first few games, 
without Wilf, you did look and think, mm, where's the goals coming from? You know, that, where's the next point coming from? Because that was how bad a run they were on. Now, yes, they've had a few, you know, defeat at Arsenal, defeat at Everton, but they're not looking like they're a side that aren't going to get, you know, aren't going to get another point or aren't going to get another win. It's it's more a case of obviously they've got this tough run coming up now with Tottenham, United, Chelsea, but. I don't know, these are the sort of games for me that I just think Palace can thrive off being the underdogs on. Well, know? they always have. They have, they have they, done. They, they, have, they have always performed and stepped up against the big guns. And, you know, they've won, they've won as well at times. Yeah. Um, but the other thing I was going to... On the other side, with Solot, when you saw him at Everton, well, was he... He was on the left side of the front mm-hmm. three. Was he playing like a, like a winger or was he more... No, he was playing more like an inside left forward. Yeah, you know, he, so again, you know, in terms of that tracking someone like Trippier who's one of the best attacking right backs yeah. you know it's going to put a lot of pressure on Van Arnholt really is yeah. he going to expect us to track back or is he is maybe some, one of the midfielders going to come in to the left possibly yeah I mean I think with Sir like, you, you know I can only go on one game that I've seen mm. him play but he's he's a tall guy you know he's I would expect him to get the better of particularly Trippier if he came up against him in the air in the air yeah but in terms of tracking him if he's been asked to do that job yeah I mean he, he clearly to me looked like a forward who was playing out on the left yeah. you know he, he he wanted to try and get forward when he could he, he did that's not to say he didn't get back at all he did but I think you could see that you know he's, he's very attack minded he's he wants more to, of a more of central to, striker yeah, more, yeah, you know, yeah he wants to be more direct and he was alright he's left footed but I, I get the impression that you know that won't be where we see him for the majority of his past career I think that's just needs must at the moment where you know with Will Fowl I think when Wilfred Zaha is fit, you'd have him ahead of Serlot on the left, and Serlot would then be competing with, with Benteke up top. Are we know? completely ruling out a standard four four two? Yeah, like could, could you know have Serlot and, and Benteke, Benteke as you know in the own, and then you're out, out wing. You've got Townsend on one side. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you'd have Luca and Kabai. Maybe ask someone like McCarthy to, to do a job out on the left against someone like Trippier. Yeah, and he's got energy, MacArthur. Yeah, he has. Yeah, uh, I, I do think you you take away some of his strengths by playing you, him out. You do, you do. Yeah, because he, he's got that ability playing as a more central in a more central position to sort of ghost into the box and get up. You know, he, yeah. he does get goals from midfield, and I think if you play him out on the left, although he will do a job, I do think you're sort of negating what you get out of him because he's you know he, he's then asked to do a specific job. And therefore, he's not playing his natural game. I think it could be done, but I think if you're looking at how best you know fit these players, you, you want to try and put players round pegs and round holes, don't you? You mm. don't want to put square pegs, you know, in round holes, and just just for the sake of trying to match up to how the, the opposition are playing. I think you know, Palace have got to play their game while also be wary of obviously what Tottenham are capable of doing. Is, is Paps worry? ready to start again in the Premier League I mean, I mean again that's another option have him at the yeah. back with Van Aanholt as the left Further forward, forward. Yeah, yeah that is an option but so, I mean even if Suarez not you could always put Fossi Mensa or Joel Ward at that yeah back. of course you yeah. know I mean there are there are options available to, to Roy I, I don't know I just think he's going with his kind of tried and tested you know trusted people mm. that he's he's looking at who are my first 11 and how can I get them in you know into the side and I at the moment, I think, as we said before in this, you know, in the podcast earlier, 
when you look at the bench, the fact that he hasn't been making these substitutions, to me, suggests that those 11 he's put out there are the ones that he thinks can do the better, best job. You know, And so therefore, if there's not anyone else on the bench who he thinks can make that necessary impact, he won't put them on. You know, and that's, that's what we've seen in the last few weeks. So, yeah, personally, I think the only change would be Sacco for one of the defenders if he's fit. That's it. You know, I, I, I think it probably will be... You know, I don't think we'll be seeing Tim Fossey Mentor at centre back again. You know, he played there at Everton. He was alright first half, but you know, there was. I think you could look at the whole defence for the second half for the, the goals, and I think he's better as a right back personally. Mm. Um, you know, we we did a, a poll online this week about who's the best eleven if everyone's fit, and he was a right back. You know, it was Sacco, Tompkins, and the fans chose Van Aanholt. I said Schlupp, but I think that's what we'll see if if they're all fit at the weekend which is probably the only department where everyone is fit at the moment, um, you know, defensively, then you, you, I think that's what you'll see. I think you'll see Van Aanholt left back, Sacco and Tompkins in the middle, and probably Fossey Mensah at right back. Right, so last thing to bring as a close, there seems plenty to worry about with Tottenham, Crystal Palace injuries. We'll get a prediction from each of you for the weekend's game. First. Well, I was just going to say, yeah, we'll get a prediction. Um, I just think, looking at the, you know these next few games... If Paris can just get through them, if they can pick up a draw, I mean, I mean, great. If they can't, if they don't lose them, then amazing, fantastic. The, their running is is on paper, you know, on paper is quite favourable. It's not yeah. too bad. Palace is running, um, but this is the toughest period until the end of the season. If they can just get through these next three games without Wilfred, um, then amazing, you know, fantastic. Okay, if they end up losing two or three, then okay, look, it's still not the end of the world. They you know, they could be dragged into the relegation zone. Let's think, not forget I think, that. I think they will be if they lose all three. Well, yeah, but 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 I just think that, the, you know, Wilf will come back and then the run-in isn't too bad. Um, but in terms of this weekend, uh, sorry, yeah, it is weekend. It was official <laughs> Monday, didn't it? <laughs> it's, I'm, I think Spurs are, Spurs are just too good. They're, 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 they're hot. They are, um, Kane's on fire. They've got, you know, bundles of creativity. Um, Palace will put up a good fight. I think they'll, they'll put up a good fight, but I think Spurs are going to be too strong. Um, I'm going to go for 3-1 to Tottenham. I'm going to go 2-1 Tottenham, but I agree. I think Tottenham will just have a bit too much. I think actually out of the three games coming up, I think this is probably the toughest one for Palace. Um, I think United and Chelsea, if you catch them on a bad day, are beatable. I think Tottenham, as, yes, we've seen that they've had, you know, not as strong performances as the likes of Rochdale and Newport in the Cup but we've changed sides, you know. I mm. I think when they've got their first team out, which they you know, sound like they're gonna have at the weekend, I just think they're gonna have too much for for Palace. So I think it's gonna be two one. Um if Palace can get something, it's not it's not impossible, but I think if they can that's a great result. But I, yeah, I just think Spurs might just have a little bit too much. I'm sure Roy Hodgson might be a little bit more confident than <laughs> you guys, but um so yeah, we'll finish things there. Uh, thanks for joining us. Uh, thanks to Rob and Mark as well. Um, look on the Croydon Advertiser website for all the coverage leading up to Sunday's game at 12pm. There'll be Roy Hodgson's press conference there on Friday. Uh, thanks a lot and we'll see you again next week. <laughs>